Welcome to another episode of Debris in Turn 3, straight out of Brooklyn, New York. Dan here, a.k.a. High, Wide, and Handsome, along with Matt, a.k.a. Mythos Motorsports. Berta. <laughs> I've What's been up? watching a lot of Letterkenny. So. Oh, well, all right. Well, all right, whatever. Ninja dust. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we did not die from the coronavirus. We just took off a few weeks between Daytona and the West Coast Swing. Yeah, we're still here, but... I felt like I was risking my life coming to see you today. I mean, I'm happy to be here, Dan, and it was a great race in Phoenix, but it was kind of scary on that tube going under underground. <laughs> <the> subway. <laughs> I'm on it every day. So I, I just got back into town on Monday. I was spending some time out east, and I got back, and I just go for the essentials for my roommate, and it turns out there's no toilet paper, and... <laughs> The no paper towels, yeah. and there I am in the store just contributing to mass hysteria. <laughs> well, it's been kind of gross riding the subways because it's like you're jammed, like especially during rush hour, you're jam packed with in this car. You're like holding on to the handrails. Your face it's, starts to itch. Yeah, which happened to me today. Your nose is tingling. On. And yeah. no one is trying to cough. They're holding it all in. It looks like they're going to start to go into a 28 days later convulsion or something like that. All like shaking <laughs> uh yeah it's this um but you said you actually saw them cleaning the subways right today yeah down in the uh the morgan avenue stop i saw yeah. the mta cleaning unit down there spraying and they're spraying during they were cleaning during the day which you don't usually see those trucks driving around new york city in the in daylight hours yeah well it's a good thing that they're doing that because there's been a situation going on at the second half stop for over a week now. Oh, is this the, are you alluding to the situation that you have been posting on your yes, Instagram yes. with a, a certain dead animal on the tracks? Yeah. There's a dead rat just lying on the tracks there at second Ave. And now we and, know how coronavirus started. Yeah. It's already like, it's been over a week. So it went through rigor mortis, you know, it blew up oh, and got gross. all bloated and now it's just starting to decay and just, gross i tagged the mta in my last story about it it's like we're at the second avenue stop lower east side please come down and get this dead rat out of here as soon as it's gonna start to stink uh, not just that i'm sure there's some disease that's just yeah, oozing well, out of it into the air i don't know man i'm in construction so it's just kind of like ah, smells like a dead rat in here <laughs> so it's kinda, no that's just the porter potty yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, what would they do if they had to clean your subway stop over here at 7th Avenue, it's tremendous. It's a large stop. Every time I'm in there, I feel like I'm going to get jumped by a gang on roller skates or something. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest subway stop. Yeah. I'm I mean, like, it's out, basically... out of breath by the time I come up out of the stairs. I'm like all short, like I've got coronavirus or something. Yeah. I was coming over here. I was all like, no. I was a little worried. Yeah. Did you see the homeless guy uh, right at the bottom of the stairs too? Or no, were you on the other end? There. I oh, came okay. up. I can never tell which end I'm going to come up with. I'm like, am I on 8th Ave? Am I on 7th? Like, which side am I on? I go yeah. keep forgetting. You'll figure it out. Maybe eventually. Right in time for you probably to like get a different apartment. It's like right yeah. when I'll get it. I'll be like, <laughs> hey, it's that staircase. Yeah. 
because you know how you got to always plan out right, where, where you get on and off the train, and especially now right. with all this going on. Like, yeah. I want to walk down, get on those doors right there, and when I get at my stop, I want to get out. Yep. Uh, Shortest commute possible. But so, yeah, we didn't have coronavirus. We just uh, had a new Skeddy for, mm-hmm. for this season yeah. and took a couple of weeks off. We, NASCAR went west, and we figured we'd wrap this whole thing up now. But, man, a lot has happened in those few weeks. Yeah, and I really wish that we probably did a show weekly for each one of those stuff because uh, in the last week or so, NASCAR has announced a lot of stuff. So first of all, uh, William Byron tested the next-gen car after the Fontana race Mm -hmm. and at one point got loose coming off turn four because of the lack of side force. Yeah, he he wrecked it. Um, So... I mean, hey, that's good. The fact that he lost control because there was yeah. the lack of side Yeah, force. he wrecked the test car. Good job. <laughs> um, but so the OEMs should have their designs out by June, apparently, and then teams will receive the cars by July. Uh, next year, uh, the, cup, the big thing that everyone was talking about, the Cup Series, moving to a single lug nut on an aluminum wheel with the next-gen car. If, if that's going to make NASCAR fans lose their minds, just wait until they start pulling the hoses for refueling and also these no. hydraulic jacks like no, an F1 to come in. No, it's not going to happen. I mean, we already know that they're not changing the choreography of the pit stops, but I don't, I, I, they would never do the whole hose with the it's gas. Co- I, no, it's I, not I'm coming. Telling you, it's like they're going to modernize. They got a guy walking around with a rusty gas can like it's 1973. Yeah, but that pit stop is so, like that is a NASCAR pit stop. If you ever change that, the fans would really revolt. It's like, Changing, yeah, you know, but you know what? One day they they somebody threw the forward pass, and, yeah. and changed everything. Yeah, I don't. That's not going to happen though. Um, speed. We uh, first of all, the clash is being run on the road course at Daytona, and they're using their 2020 cars for that race. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. I'm all for trying something new. It me it'll too. be interesting. Just not in February. On the 2.5-mile track, I feel like you're doing Big Bill France Sr. disservice. They're there to but celebrate like I said, the big other, track. Like the Modifieds have run the the road course, and then the year later, they did the big track back in the 70s. So. All right. Well, oh, so I'm going to watch. So Yeah. We'll and they're going to junk those cars, and they're going to junk those cars anyway. So, yeah. And then Speed Weeks in general is being condensed into a single week starting on Tuesday with the Clash, qualifying on Wednesday. <sighs> Duels on Thursday, yeah. truck race on Friday, and then a doubleheader Arca Xfinity race Man, on they Saturday. Had a lot, a lot has happened in the last few weeks, but that's a cool vacation now. Yeah, I'm, I'm and one then whole week the Daytona 500 on Sunday. But right. Yeah, because this year you had like qualifying or practice and stuff going on on the weekend. Then there was no track activity from Monday yeah, to a little Wednesday. Quiet. And then Thursday through. And they don't Saturday. test as much as they used to and all yeah. that stuff. First and second round qualifying, yeah. all that stuff. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see a whole, literally a whole week's worth of uh, racing, plus everything that's happening at New Smyrna and Volusia. And that's the best part of Speed Weeks anyway. Yeah. Come on, let's be honest. Yep. Um, the Cup Series is running the carousel again at Sonoma this year. Oh, huge news. I, like, I saw you put that one in there and I was like, okay, the carousel, fantastic. All yeah, right. Yeah, people yeah. are happy about it. If it was the boot at Watkins Glen, maybe I'd say that's some really big news, but all right, carousel's yeah. good. Um, and then the big rumor that was going around on Twitter the other day about Homestead Miami Speedway closing and yeah. being sold for condos. Just a rumor. Yeah. And listen, that's why there's journalists 
and we wait to hear things from Bob Pockers, yep. Jeff Gluck, Claire B. Lang, the like. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're just a couple of fans doing a podcast today. So yeah. And apparently the mayor had to get into it and be like, he yeah, did. this is totally false. This is like a political hit thing almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically we've heard everything except for the full 2021 schedule. Uh, Adam Stern had reported that it was going to be released on April 1st, which would have been a, t- a terrible idea to do that. It, that would have been a terrible idea because for, for also they kind of like stole my idea. Because I wanted to make one of those fake April's Fools posts (laughs) and be like, because of the clash was such a disaster, they're going to set up all the guys right down on the tri-oval on iRacing rigs (laughs) and then do the whole uh, clash on iRacing on the big screens around the track. (laughs) That would have been interesting. (laughs) That's just going to be NASCAR in 25 years. Yeah. Um, But apparently the schedule will be released in April just at some point later in the month. On the edge of my seat. Yep. Uh, so before we get into the winner's circle, just make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Debris Intern Three. And Matt and I are also on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Handsome Dan D I T Three and at Mythos Motors. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And please rate and review us. The Debris and Turn 3 Fantasy League is always open, and it's free. Just go to DebrisandTurn3.com and follow the link on our homepage. The league ID is Debris and Turn 3, all one word. In this week's Winner's Circle, the weekend started off with the Arkham Menard series. This was the first race in their Sioux Chief Showdown, which was the ARCA series with the East and West combined. So if you notice, there was a couple of doubling up of the numbers. They were running four wide at towards the end of the and, race, trying to figure out where everyone should line up. And, and wasting time. It definitely cost Yeah, they should have just Gibbs. throw. I was like, why don't you just throw the red flag, Wait, get them lined just, up, and just do it. And the, and the announcers, they're just waiting to just be like, okay, and we're going to have a great restart here. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. And that was with like 15 laps to go, and it wound up coming down to just a green-white checkered, and Chandler Smith beat out Michael Self and Ty Gibbs. Who almost cried at the end. And I don't know. I think he was crying. I think that's Ooh. why he wore the sunglasses. Oof. Guys, that could be the last tough interview you're going to have to give. But it was interesting, that race. They had the modified pit stops, which we're going to see <laughs> later this year in the trucks. And Thad Moffat, who crashed hard, cut his hair. And I hope that had nothing to do with me kind of breaking his chops online that he looked I like. I uh, don't think so. He, I mean, he looked like Max from shot. Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I may have mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, And then in the Xfinity series, Brandon Jones got his second win in that series. Um, There were some cup regulars in the field, including Kyle Busch and Brad Keselowski. Unfortunately, there wasn't a bounty on Kyle in that race. Yeah, not in this one, but on Friday, a pass like that is going to go for an extra $100,000 in Atlanta. And then on Sunday in the cup series, Joey Logano got his second win of the season. And it looks like that crew chief changeup is really working out in his favor. It's going well for Logano. Paul Wolf is, I mean, he's always been right on it. And now two champions working together looks great. But forget stages, forget playoff points, stage points. All NASCAR needed to do was just have a Ross Crash chain out there to keep bringing out these late great race <laughs> restarts at the yeah. end. Because you know how awesome those restarts are yeah. at uh, Phoenix, especially with that awesome sauce. <laughs> 
and just put Chastain in that six car and you know he's going to wreck it. Oh, my goodness. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah. All right. And the debris in turn three fantasy league. So the late restart jumbled up the scoring, which had DIT3 veteran F-O-R-D. He was in a three-way tide for first with only a handful of laps and then crashed in, went spinning. The yellow <laughs> came out. And we had a bit of a little controversy with the finish there because Team BNS was showed as the winner mm-hmm. on the live scoring. However, that was an illegal roster. Got an L1 penalty from NASCAR. And eventually we got down to... Uh, so he was over the... Yeah, the, he was over the, the cap. salary yeah. cap limit. And it's uh, we'll talk a little bit later on the show about how that whole like, works and how it happened. But uh, veteran from DIT3 last year, Gordon24, he won with 246 points. On the back, strong performances from Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick. And at the top podium, they all had great numbers from those two drivers, Harvick and Busch. Out of gas, last year's runner-up, and FORD ended up in third there. Uh, other notables for Sunday's race, six seconds faster, wave around her. He called me out on the chat, <laughs> said he was coming for that top spot in the standings. He went piece 10, so that's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Warren Priest just edged my Mythos Motorsports team out for a top 15 by one point. We were in uh, 15, 16s respectively. And Team Alabama Gang in P18. Always great to see them have a good run. <laughs> it was like watching Dave Marcus out there getting a good finish. We're happy <laughs> to see that. And Team Vegas Bound rounded out the top 20. And we'll have a little more uh, big announcement with Team Vegas Bound and also one of our uh, wave arounders, FKC Racing, later in the show. And in the wave arounders, I snatched the point lead away from you, Dan. Yeah. So yeah. thanks to Ty Dillon, who he went 15th and McDowell 16th, gave me the win and put me into the points lead. So that's the debris in turn three, Champions League. All right, so let's talk about this race. Um, this was the first time seeing the low downforce, high horsepower package with the tiny spoilers, and I thought it put on a great race. I did too. Do you think it should always be like this? Yes. Every race. Every race, even at the larger track. The mile, mile and, and a half, half the intermediates. The, the intermediates, yeah. You don't think it's helped the racing over there? I mean, look at Vegas and Chicagoland last couple of seasons we've seen some like good action around those tracks you don't think that they should be able to just switch it up nascar to make a better product per track that they're at uh are you alluding to like having a, a sh- uh like a short track a package short track an package intermediate and package and a super speed big package no i think it should just be like i liked what i saw on sunday and i don't like this quote huge ass spoiler that they've been using uh the last two years. See, it's a double-edged sword for me because I don't particularly like the looks of it. I don't like the lower horsepower and the high downforce. I like having it in the driver's hands and slipping and sliding on the racetrack, the tires wearing out. But it has, in my opinion, made the entertainment value increase at the mile-and-a-half tracks where they kind of were driving around the corners at really high speeds and just hanging on. They weren't going they couldn't race at those speeds right and with this package i think that we're seeing again the big three joey logano kevin harvick kyle bush top three in the race these guys are going to rise to the top i don't think if you run a package like this you're going to see alex bowman in victory lane anymore 
I mean, we'll have to see. Uh, I don't know what the next uh, track that's coming out that's going to use this package. Um, off the top of my head, I cannot uh, think, but it's got to be one of the short tracks. Richmond, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule right now. So the next short track that's... Oh, Bristol will be April 5th. So that, Bristol, that's next Richmond, time that whole little short track swing that they do. Yeah. So that'll be two weeks back-to-back, Bristol and Richmond, so that we'll see this package again. And... You know, obviously Richmond's a little bit smaller and, you know, they always say that Phoenix races like a short track and yes, it does. But also now with the reconfigured dog leg and these restarts, oh, those restarts are wide, crazy, aren't they? They are crazy, but aren't I they amazing? Like, no, they're not amazing. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I feel like that section of the track drives like the mile and a half. And yeah. then the corners and the back stretch are like the short track. I almost kind of feel like the start finish line at Phoenix would be cooler if it was just further down. Yeah, into, like into, into the two, dog leg. Yeah, into turn one a little more. Yeah. A la Talladega, right? It's a little yeah. different spot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that crazy about them diving down way onto the... the. Uh, Ooh, they will. And the, anywhere the, that there's pavement, they'll go... Yeah. Even, but in the beginning, they were trying to avoid. They had the PJ one, so they put PJ one mm-hmm. on the race track again. Yeah. And I, I not entirely opposed to PJ one. We've talked about this on the show. I think a race track needs to do what they need to do to make fantastic, exciting racing. But it does bother me a little bit that this is now the championship race track. There's just something to me. I feel like at that point, the the championship it should just be. Rubber on asphalt and motors and not well we put some awesome sauce up at three and four, so if you want to use that, go for it. Yeah, I kinda get what you're saying. So here's the two things. First of all, we know that Atlanta for years in the eighties and nineties had two races, the second being the, the championship, finale. the finale of the season. So having the but, same track be an early mm-hmm. and earlier in the season and then the championship race i don't think it's gonna have i don't think it it's that much of an advantage that we just went to phoenix and that's going to be the, the championship race because it's only the championship's only come going to come down to four guys right right so who from this weekend's race i mean we already did our predictions i forget who we predicted to be <laughs> the final four um but you know, it's really going to only come down to those four guys. And it's going to come down to uh, the guys that finished, I think, top three on Sunday. I think it's going right. to see Joey Logano uh, there. You're going to yeah. see Kevin Harvick. And You're going to see Bush. Kyle Busch. And, and then I think I had Kislowski as well. You may. There. I think I put, did I put Chase Elliott in mine? I may have put I Denny this year because Denny's been kind of on it. Although he is kind of taking the rap for that early accident that collected and took out Ryan Blaney. Yeah. I think that was just a racing. Again, another restart where Denny just got caught in the middle in that restart. It was chaotic. Yeah. And maybe uh, Brad Spotter like didn't tell him that he had someone on the inside or Brad just decided to go down there. and. Well, know. it looked like he was almost trying to avoid. It was earlier in the race. It looked like he didn't want to go into the awesome sauce just at that moment. Yeah. And... Denny took a little different angle, maybe expecting him to kind of ride right up the higher on the corner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just seemed like a racing deal to me. Denny kind of took a 
little heat on that one because yeah. Blaney's a big fan favorite now. And I thought it was going to take Keselowski out of the running, but it didn't seem to hurt his car very much because he was still right there at the end running really fast laps. Yeah. And I put this on Twitter, but uh, I said that with the amount of PJ1 that they put down, uh, they should just put it throughout the entire corners because there's really just that bottom lane there was, that was right. exposed. And I was it, thinking about that. What would happen yeah. if they just did the whole, it like the whole all over? Because it yeah. wears away. Yeah. Right. So because right. then you have the option, you have so much grip on the entire track. You can just go wherever you I mean, want. Obviously, the, the bottom lane would just have so yeah. much grip, but right. it does wear away. So right. maybe you could lightly apply it towards the bottom and up the racetrack. It just seems weird. It just feels like I'd hate using the manipulating word mm -hmm. because they're treating the surface. And I, to me, I, I, there's something that, like the purity of just like the ball field that yeah, just, just 60 feet and a half, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. from the mound to the plate and, you know, 90 feet down the baselines and stuff like that. And now it's just whether or not SMI wants to throw down some uh, some chemicals on the racetrack. But yeah. it's not to I'm say that we don't need it. it. Yeah. I, I mean, I would prefer if they didn't have to use it. Um, but even in the ARCA and the Xfinity race, they weren't really using it that much. Uh, they were really only... They were kind of using one and a half lanes. So um, they were really only getting their right sides uh into the pj1 in arca and xfinity whereas the cup guys they were kind of all over the track using it and then towards the end of the race they were just hanging it out in yeah. the high lane yeah up there and it looked like we were all shaping up to have another good battle at the end uh keselowski looked like he was trying to get back to joey joey was in the lead I was stressing it a little bit because we had a three-way tie for the first place in the fantasy. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's it. We can't do this anymore. <laughs> we got to kind of... NASCAR's yeah, ready to add another driver. NASCAR is looking to make a change. <laughs> I'm texting all the guys. I was like, we yeah. got to do something here. It all worked out, though. Yeah, well, it did all work out when, like I said, like we, who needs all this you know, thinking and brainstorming uh, from the, the, the brain trust in NASCAR? <laughs> All they needed was Ross Crash Chain in the in the grid. Yeah. Because there we go. We two races in a row having a battle and this guy, you know, takes a spin. But I mean, if you're listening to Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon, you would think of the greatest thing ever. Because <laughs> guess what? We're gonna have another restart. Oh. And did you notice every time they went to uh Larry Mack, a caution would come out? Oh yeah. <laughs> it did seem like that. They made a joke about it. They were like, yeah, just throw it to Larry Mack and Caution will come out. And but it happened like two or three times. And I got to just go out there and thank Mike Joy because Debris in Turn 3 did get a shout out during the broadcast <laughs> last Sunday. Yeah. It was pretty cool to it was see subtle. that. subtle. Yeah. I mean, he, it may have been for actual Debris in Turn 3, yeah. but I'm going to take it as a shout out. Yeah, I think so. Um, so but, but speaking of Chastain, we... So we do our blind boy award, which is kind of like uh, the kind of like the bonehead move of the week. Some, someone that did like something stupid. And it's really just like in jest. Uh, you know, tongue kinda, in cheek. Tongue in cheek. Yeah. You know, like we talked about it in the last show that it all comes, you know, it's all referenced from Kyle Petty and Bobby Hill and Jr. Yeah. Way back, back when, then. 93. So you're telling me, because are, are you giving it to Ross Chastain this week? I I would have to give it to Ross I, I kind of would too because but... that was a it was at the end of the race you know 
there was only I don't know how many laps, not that handful, many laps, yeah. handful, and it caused another restart, late race restart, <laughs> and we know how crazy those restarts here at uh, Phoenix. Yeah. It just feels like they're just waiting for that restart or like a reason to have it, yeah. and. Ross Chastain gave them one at the yep. end of the race, and it was a little upsetting. And I, he, the, he, he's roughing up the yeah. the guy in front. Of him. It was Custer. Yeah. Now, yeah, it looks like Custer got a little loose. He had a lift, and the guy got in back of him. He goes spinning. But if you go back and you're watching it prior to that, he's all over him again. He leaves mm -hmm. no room. And then the yellow flag comes out. I think NASCAR with freezing the field has got to go to old school short track rules if you are the cause of the yellow you got to yeah, go to the back, back of the line yeah. so now this guy he's 10 seconds off the pace running in 15th and 16th brings out the yellow flag it might have been 14th when it came out if i was watching brings out the yellow flag now he's restarting right back up and of course it's like chaotic and there's mm -hmm. jeff gordon mike joy look at ross chastain re <laughs> rebounding the dude was 10 seconds off the lead right before this yellow, fighting for a top 20. Yeah. He's not having a great day. They love him. Love him. Well, we're going to be seeing him for the next few weeks because I don't know if you saw uh, Ryan Newman was on the Today Show this morning. I saw him on the Today Show. This was, yeah, this is Wednesday night that we're recording. So it was Wednesday morning that he was on the show. So you saw he had like brain bruising. Brain boot bruising. That sounds yeah. rough. Yeah. So I'm assuming... Yeah, that is a type of injury that you really just got to take your time. Take your time. So I'm assuming we're going to see Ross Chastain in the six for the majority of this season. You think so? Okay, yeah. great. We're going to have a lot of late race restarts. Yeah. It's going to be very exciting. I, I, you saw my uh, meme that I put out. I'm today. pretty certain that everyone thinks it's me that's making those. <laughs> Dan, yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that's. Everyone thinks that I'm the one that's. I think they, they don't. That the listeners don't realize. I think you're harder on Ross Chastain than I am. I couldn't help myself because I was. There was that picture of Ryan Newman in the shop, and it's like he's like putting his hands out to to show something. Yeah, I was, was just funny. like waiting for Chastain to <laughs> to spin again yeah. to throw that up. Yeah. And but, listen, and he was in the Oscar Mayer was. car, so the mellow man's a weenie. I just got that. <laughs> you, you didn't I didn't get, get that right. <laughs> I was thinking, I was going to come over here and be like, Dan, I think you're being a little hard on Ross Chastain. <laughs> like calling him a weenie. I mean, the yeah. guy's like giving it his all. He's going to all the racetracks. He's showing up. I don't know if really a weenie is the right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so something that I sort of noticed in this race and even in Vegas on Fontana and I feel like with having the first, the, the stage lengths um, lengthened, stage lengths, the stages lengthened a little bit. Increased. Increased. Um, uh, I feel like it kind of puts pit strategy more into the race. Okay. And because I noticed I hope that. so. Well, because I noticed, especially in this, I think it was the first stage that they had, they were on a long run. And it was kind of, you know, tires were wearing out because they actually brought a soft tire that would, that was nice that to would see. wear out. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. spun by himself in turn two, I think it was. Um, 
So I felt like that was kind of like that old school kind of style of racing. You're in, you know, you're going through a long run and then one of the back marker guys. Things starting to go wrong. The car's not handling right. And yeah, you make a decision, try to make a pass. Might see the leader coming in your mirror or something like that. Absolutely. Those are the things I feel like we miss a little bit with stage racing. It's no secret now. I'm not a fan. In fact, I think it's made pitch strategy strategy mundane mm-hmm. and, and unimaginative. Yeah, I think I most of the teams typically do the same thing, and it's just follow the leader. This week was a little different because we started to see a lot of on track activity that brought the caution out more often, mm-hmm. and that got crew chiefs starting to decide whether or not now or was the right time to take tires or not. And it kind of changed things up and shook up the the running order a little bit. And Paul Wolf was just on the right side of that again and yeah. got Joey Logano into victory lane for the second time of the season, race number four, and our first repeat winner, which I think in NASCAR Cup Series racing speaks pretty heavily for how competitive you're going to be during the season. Yeah. And with the pit stops, I felt like, the last couple of years they would just kind of do a halfway through the stage get like two tires or whatever and then when the stage break came out then they'd come back down pit road get four tires um but i feel like having the stages a little bit longer this year i think we'll see a little bit more of that kind of old school pit strategy coming into play and crew chiefs are starting to make different decisions now based on some analytics Mm-hmm. that are making their way into the series and it's influencing some of the decision making that goes on on top of the box whether or not stay out run a little longer mm-hmm. and not kind of just going by like the gut they're kind of, they're going by hard crunching numbers right um, have you watched uh yeah I, I know you've been watching the nascar all in yeah just yeah. started watching that yeah. it's it's an enjoyable show it's yeah. cool it really gets i mean you really don't see that kind of like behind the scenes kind of stuff with the cup series. I thought it was pretty cool. Like no, not often. Right. Like yeah. I have these little, um, maybe during race hub, NASCAR America to do a little segment at the team, maybe interview kind of in the background, see some cars in the shop, yeah. but it was cool to see a stable of cars with the numbers on them. Yeah. Trying to keep track of what car is going for what track, who's getting wrapped meetings whatnot and then Corey joy is a workhorse man oh yeah he's he's a blue car collar yeah i didn't realize that he, that he worked like putting seats together and like during the week and then he's racing on the weekends yeah yeah i, I just found out at last year just because i'm getting a little more reading a little more and stuff and finding out that Randy LaJoy was doing this whole thing. He's working with his dad. And that was kind of cool watching him go and yeah. trying to punch in. And the thing's not quite like work, working yeah. right. And he's trying to get it. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Hey, you know, when you're usually like late and you don't want to punch in. Yep. But now it's, that's, you know, I'd rather be using the old school punch machine. How many times have you gone in and had to like punch in with your thumb? And you're like, oh, yeah, I've had to use the hand on. thing before. Yeah. Come on. Or mm-hmm. even worse, when I was working at Freedom Tower downtown, we had the retina scan. Ooh. And not only do I have to get through this turnstile, through the trade center, up to the 80th floor by 6.30 in the morning, yeah. I'm sitting there trying to scan my eyes, and the thing is just going, <laughs> dun, dun. and I'm going, I'm like, I, it's like, what? Not the 6 right o'clock guy. in the morning, like, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not 
There's no more jazz cabbage. Let me in. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, Corey LaJoy had a baby today. He yeah. did. Mazel yeah. Tov. Corey yeah. LaJoy. Yeah. And yeah, it's exciting stuff. I yeah. That's good. Good. Congratulations for him. But man, oh, man. Uh, that whole uh, the scene with the gender reveal. Oh. There's <laughs> nothing more excruciating to me than watching gender reveal videos yeah like i just stop <laughs> please for a thousand years thousands of years we were turned around and we were like it's a boy <laughs> i was like now now we need to know is it yeah we need hey, to... he was happy that he's gonna have a boy he was happy i also my favorite part was when he was watching the qualifying oh, for the 500 yes. you pointed this one out to me so when it came up i made sure to watch oh, it. i didn't he, know you were up to that yet uh, you and i'm and I'm, I'm, I'm so i made sure to watch and pay attention to that and yeah it did look like his face was like yeah because that was at the moment that ricky stenhouse jr got the pole austin dillon was just like what the f like he's like like he knew like that jtg should not be that fast so we'll see what happens with RCR this season, Tyler Reddick. I mean, he was looking great at Phoenix until he yeah. had some uh, late troubles, ended up getting into the fence with a tire going down. But, but he also, there was also that incident where uh, I think it was Harvick and I want to say Bush were like right behind him and he just drove in a little too far into the corner, got lost a little a lot squirrely. Of track position there. Yeah, yeah I heard him. So, but rookie I mean, stuff yeah, rookie there. Stuff, yeah. He seems like he's really talented. But what I was getting at was the RCR operation over there it looks like they got quite a team although it's still like a family team harkens to the old days of nascar i kind of almost feel like watching this show that i would expect them to increase the performance a little bit yeah hopefully uh, especially with the new chevy nose that they have and everything that might be able to kind of show look joy and his team they're going through scrounging secondhand parts and they're yeah. finding rcr stuff and yeah. I, I know rcr's not JGR mm -hmm. or or uh, Hendrick, but they've been at it for a long time. And from what I saw in that show, nice facility, big yeah. team. I, I almost feel like this should be in the top 20 every single week. It should be right. fighting for 25. Well, I mean, Austin Dillon is a Daytona 500 champ. Uh, you know, he's been in the series for a few years. World 600 so. winner. World 600, right. So... I think give it a you know a year or two, especially for Reddick. I think they'll be a pretty tight knit team. Yeah, Reddick seems pretty dedicated to Richard Childress. Yeah, and it, if Richard Childress racing turned around and started to be a little more competitive and top fives with some wins, uh, Austin Dillon can be a little insufferable, but I wouldn't be too upset about yeah. seeing the RCR team get back up front. <laughs> So as far as the news um, and some kind of like hot topics, we kind of, you know, went through a lot of the stuff that has happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, just wanted to touch on silly season here. It's uh, starting early. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Blaney has already made the first move and he re-signed a multi-year extension with Penske. And I believe that's going to get him through 2023. Well, it's it, he will stick around with Roger Penske. He said he made no calls, took no calls was happy to stay 
with Ford and Penske, I, I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, it's a top tier team, right? And uh, but yeah, it's just saying how the silly season is starting earlier. It's not like every year that the seat opens up for a seven time champion, right? At that caliber, so. Mm-hmm. I think that this year all eyes are kind of already getting tuned to who's going where. Yeah. And now that Blaney has signed, yeah, what do you think maybe Brad Keselowski is going to do his teammate? Well, first of all, it's uh, like listening to his radio chatter and things in his interviews, it doesn't sound like he's very happy with his teammates right now. And the fact that he has ties to Hendrick in his earlier years in the Cup Series, um, Kind of makes me think that he's going to go over to the 48 because he hasn't had any negotiations yet. Um, he, he even said that he's not actively calling other teams, but if the phone rings, he'll pick it up. So. I always seemed like Roger Penske, Brad Keselowski had a fairly good relationship and mm-hmm. always seemed like Keselowski was happy to be pilot of the number two. But given the history that he has with the Hendrick team, also the issues that he's had with his teammates early this season. And you're right. Just kind of listening to him talk, his demeanor, it makes you wonder that perhaps this could be a move. And I don't think it could be, it's going to be a bad one for Hendrick because they need a veteran presence and a champion presence is a good signing for them. There's a lot. I kind of feel like Logano would kind of take over that role. And right. if you go back a few years ago, you know, Kurt, but he's not a veteran driver though. I wouldn't consider him a veteran the same way that Jimmy Johnson <laughs> is a veteran. That's okay. all I was saying. He was a contemporary. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Right? I like it. Uh, but if you go back to when Kurt Busch, uh, was at Penske, he was driving the two obviously. Mm-hmm. And then they switched him to the 22 and then he, then he left Penske. So, I kind of feel like maybe Logano will switch to the two car and if if Brad leaves and maybe they stay as a two car team with just the two and the 12 or maybe they try and fill one of these like Xfinity guys to come up into the 22. All speculation, but to me, I totally see Sindrick making the jump next season. Yeah. If Keselowski leaves the team, mm. leaving an open spot. They got that third car now. Penske is strong. I, I, I don't see them going to the two car thing. Yeah. They're on the they're pretty much like on the top right now. Yeah. And then I, I didn't know about this until our text message today that apparently uh Kyle Larson might go to the fourteen next year. It's just a rumor. It's a rumor. It's just a rumor. Yeah. All right. And uh-huh. just you know what happened with the last rumor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Almost shut down a racetrack. Yeah. But I was reading that uh, when Tony Stewart retired, he wanted Kyle Larson to be his replacement. Oh, did he? Yeah. Apparently, okay. I've, I can't quote which site I was on. I was just reading something today that said that Stewart wanted Larson to be his replacement. Right. I could totally, um, I, I could see yeah. that. Yeah. It makes sense. Right. Sprint car guys, midget racers, dirt, and all that talk about whether or not Kyle Larson will be able to do that. It's pretty safe to say that it's that Stuart Haas racing that it could still be part of the uh, schedule. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as Clint Boyer goes, what do you, do you see Clint Boyer going anywhere else or is this the end of Clint Boyer in the cup series? 
if that were to happen, I would think that Boyer would go to the booth. You think so? I think Even he would join all... the booth with Mike Joy and and uh, Jeff Gordon. You can't see. I'm rolling my eyes right now. I just. Well, he uh... did the Xfinity race with Joey Logano this weekend, right? Yes, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't horrendous. It, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm not the biggest fan of just throwing drivers, any old driver, in the booth. Clint's a great guy, and he's a hard-nosed racer. I was a fan of his for a while. I think he just kind of lost a little bit of the killer instinct on the racetrack. He's got, I think, some issues on his team from the outside perspective when I watched the race. And I just don't find him as charming and funny as all the other fans do. Kind of like a little abrasive and annoying. but So he fits well with Barstool. Essentially. <laughs> but the thing, the thing with Barstool, it's cool to see them just covering this stuff and seeing more NASCAR out there. I love that. Mm-hmm. And we have seen people post, comment, reply, talking about how they haven't watched NASCAR at all lately. It wasn't for Barstool. Barstool. They wouldn't be like fans right. of it or stuff. Yeah. My other thing is, though, I thought... Dave Portoy's got unlimited money. I got, I got like unlimited money. I got an unlimited money. So is he going to put Clint in the cars? Is he going to let, he's like his boy. He's going to let Clint's career just come to a, a crash and end over here. They're going to do a whole dragon car, Dega, the whole thing. You like hitched the, well, I th- well, the whole barstool thing is more about like the gaming aspect of NASCAR, right? Cause now they're doing way more of these like, uh, fantasy games where the jackpot's like $50,000 and everything, and, and Barstool's behind that. Are they? Well, the NASCAR finish line uh, okay. kind of thing, Barstool's behind that. So You've have you, shared have you played a, that? I haven't. Yeah. You've shared a few of them with me, and just trying to keep the DIT3 stuff mm-hmm. going on the weekend, I, I haven't had a chance it's to really look at easy. that. It's really easy. They just break down the field into like six groups okay and you have to choose who you think is going to finish highest within each of those groups and then the the race winner and if you get all of those correct you get the jackpot damn some money okay and then fox has their super six thing i haven't done that either you shared that with me also yeah i I haven't typically like race day sunday afternoon i mean sunday morning and Doing the Sunday Bunday thing, hitting the Nettie's Bakery, relaxing in the morning, reading the book, and you know, just re- so do it on Friday or Saturday, like I, after qualifying. I know. Just, practice. Just <laughs> hit up the app and put that stuff in. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they win some big money. Yeah. Well, speaking of big money <laughs> and big money and big money, yes. So Atlanta is coming up this weekend. This is the big weekend for the bounty on Kyle Busch. Um, so we got Chase Elliott in the race, right? Okay. He's running a truck. Yep. Is there anyone else in this race? This is when uh, uh, race fans listening here are going to be like, what? I, mm-hmm. I, I, maybe J.J. Yaley is in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is John Hunter in this one? I could I be off know. on that one. But essentially, Chase Elliott in that GMS truck is the guy with the realistic shot. You think he can do it? I think he could do it. Yeah. Those GMS trucks are strong. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Sawyer, there are competitors out there every week. Sure, like Kyle Busch smokes them, mm-hmm. okay, when he's in the race. <laughs> but now Chase Elliott's out there, and, and hopefully he can do it. But there's a, a whole weekend full of racing. You got the truck series on Saturday. 
Uh, that's at one o'clock on FS1. The Vet Tech. Is that Vet like the big camp. race this weekend? Though I feel like with this bounty thing, it's like the big race this weekend. It is the big race this weekend. It's the first race of the weekend. It's at one o'clock, and then the Xfinity Series, the Echo Park 250, is at four o'clock on Saturday, also on FS1. And not getting a lot of play is the fact that it's a truck Xfinity double header, which right. I'm a big fan of. Yeah, big fan of this. And the Arkham Menard Series East is at Five Flags Speedway for the Pensacola 200. That's Saturday night at 8 p.m. on NBC Track Pass. Okay, that's cool. We got that, so we could tune in. Yep. I and hope all you other race fans have gotten that. Have you have you been watching any of the Track Pass races? Not so much since Speed yeah. Weeks. No, yeah. I got to go back <laughs> on there and watch. I, whatever the last arc, I think it might have been like the Arca West race I was watching yeah. on that. I'll go back. Maybe tonight when I get back home, I have nothing else to do. Maybe I'll throw it on before bed. Yeah. And then Sunday in the Cup Series, the Folds of Honor, Quick Trip 500, uh, 2 o'clock on Fox. Is this uh make an announcement about this Sunday's race? Because some pretty big news for a couple of guys in our league this, this Sunday. Oh, yes. Yes. Why don't you take it away? All right. So I just want everyone to pay attention to Brad Keselowski's vehicle this weekend. He's got the Folds of Honor car, mm -hmm. and it's featuring the names of a bunch of veterans. It's going to feature two names, that two guys that are really close to us, friends and brothers, Frank and Ken, FKC Racing, Team Vegas Bound, to celebrate their service and their dedication to the country, and I'm just really happy to see that they're getting that honor. I know it means a lot to them. Yeah, uh, Brad Kozlowski posted a video kind of like panning through all the names on the car. So I yeah. retweeted that and, you and, know, tagged Frank. How cool is it that and then he found his name on there? His dad. Yeah, yeah, that was so, totally rad. Yeah, so rad. he replied and he, he found their names totally. on the car. So if you go to debris and turn three on Twitter, um, just find that post and then see Frank's response. You'll see him and his dad's name on the car. It's pretty cool. That is, that is cool. I'm yeah. happy to see that. Brad Keselowski's a pretty good guy. Yeah. All right, so let's get to our DIT3 Pick'em lowest finish. You wanted to mention something about uh, the Fantasy League in general. Well, Just for Atlanta this weekend, look, we're going to have to go through this whole thing again. Fantrax is a little imperfect sometimes with the way that they have their things set up. Not only was it a little screwy with the live scoring that still shows guys with illegal rosters coming up in the leaderboard, but then even at the end on the homepage and the scoring, it must have taken a little while for it to load up and reset because there were, we all had different top tens and finishes and we we're all yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. Like, like, What's what's the actual running order? And I only look at the homepage to see those scores. I don't look at like the breakdowns uh, in the standing section. I look at the live scoring because I try to double check people's rosters. I look to see who added and dropped guys for a race. I want to see if they're participating and playing in the game. And that's what we want to see. Yeah. So our two top finishers on the live scoring, they went over to salary cap. That's going to happen if you don't change your roster right. now one of yeah the, we're not doing it for money because it's a free league but at the end of the season you're going to get a pretty sweet care package of nascar memorabilia if yeah if you're in that top spot yeah we do have some uh, you know, a good prize package of <laughs> some cool nascar stuff at the end of the year hey man it's for a free league i mean I, 
I'm, I'd be happy. Yeah. I, I know Juju B's Racing was pretty happy to get his David Reagan and Richard Petty shirt yeah. hat last year. And uh, uh, Steve, maybe, you, maybe we your wave arounders package is coming this week. I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or maybe we have to start doing a paid league and kind of up the ante a little bit. Well, if you, uh, maybe if we get a little more people. Well, let's we'll see where Debris and Turn Three evolves into over the next year. I enjoy yeah. the free, uh, easy, and I say easy because with our fifty k salary and five drivers, you come to the ten k average. You should be able to give yourself a pretty good squad, yeah. and that's why we were talking about possibly adding the six drivers because we had several teams with the same. Several owners with the same selections in their teams. Right. We've talked with the competition committee, <laughs> and most of the guys seem to be okay with duplicate teams right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if everyone else is okay with it, I am too, because I want it to be relatively easy. We, we want you to keep track of your squad, changing you guys and being up on what's happening with your team. That's why we had the positions gained. Because it's gonna behoove you to choose a guy further down in the in the roster. Like Cole Custer, he's up in tenth total fantasy points right now. It's a pretty good showing. I didn't want the fantasy points and the selections just to represent or reflect the point standings. I wanted you right. to have to make some choices. Uh, but that's just some of the, uh, the the fantasy stuff. And so keep an eye on the homepage for some stuff that we add. You know, keeping up with the discussion of what's going on in the league. Uh, and also, we got some fun things going on in social media with some of the games we're playing. We got the best bet. And, of course, Dan and I were playing our uh, game against each other for the lowest score, the Bull Pick'em. Yeah. If you ain't last, you're last. Yeah. Um, so this week, I chose the Rick Ware Racing combo, the oh. 51, 52, and 53. You took Quinn Hauf. I get the win on that one, even you though do I get the win. So, all right. So right now we're sitting at I'm two one and one. You're one two and one. Right, and that was just kind of like for the for for the beers, which I ended up buying these uh, El Segundo Brewing Steve Austin Broken Skull IPAs today. I thought they were yeah. fitting for a. Uh, these are sipping beers. You can't be crushing these things and smashing them up. No, you can't. You <laughs> have to sip these ones, and there's only four in the pack, so then I'd have no beer left for their for yeah. our show. <laughs> Uh, you, you befuddled me a little bit with your Wick Rare pick last mm-hmm. week. I felt like you were kind of chalking up the head to head, and it was the rubber match for for the beers. Yeah, I just I was like, ah, cuz you're being nice. You're gonna get. I felt like I was, like you say, all I feel like every week you're like, oh, that's such a high ranked pick for this game, and yeah, I mean, I'm trying to accumulate those points early on. That way, later in the season, if things don't work out, I have that points lead. I, and J.J. Yaley didn't help you with that 26th place spot. That's yeah. like too good for Rick Ware in a game like this. But yeah, Quinn Hauf, he ended up in the fence and on the hook. Gave me the points in the big win. Uh, DIT3 kind of copied me, mm-hmm. and they voted for Huff also. Yeah. So didn't get to gain any traction on them in in the season standings this week oh my god i'm looking at your pick right now really dan you're going yes well i'm gonna go with bubba wallace tell us who you're taking i'm going with reed Sorensen. you're going with one of those high ranked picks yeah another high ranked pick yep i'm I'm figuring that bubba is gonna struggle you need a lot of horsepower at atlanta it's rough surface 
500 miles. I feel like this is the perfect track to pick Reed Sorensen though, because I feel like Bubba will do well. I feel like Reed. I feel like that 77 is just not gonna finish well. I'm hoping for like a 28th, 29th place finish mm-hmm. for Bubba Wallace. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And don't forget that we'll post up the link to the poll later in the week, where you can go and participate, pick a team, a driver. And hopefully get on the message boards, lobby for who you think you take. This is a season long game. Yep. Big picture racing comes into play. Yep. And we will be back with a new episode in two weeks to cover the Homestead Miami race in its new slot on the schedule. Maybe the last race ever there. Uh, no, it's, it's going to be around for a while. It's their big <laughs> 25th anniversary year. How about the Homestead Miami social media yeah, team? Yeah, that is great. They really jumped all over that one and they kind of shoved it right back in their faces. That was some pretty funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, So just make sure to follow us uh, on social media during this race weekend. And who knows? I don't know. Maybe we'll do a show next week for Atlanta. Yeah, maybe. Also, I'm going to be playing some NASCAR heat Four. Mm -hmm. my blood pressure goes through the roof. (laughs) So if you want to get on Xbox live, just follow debris and turn three. That's the name of the, gamer tag yeah it's a bright yellow car you can't miss us so you could run us off the racetrack like everybody else and make me freak out into my headset (laughs) i can't even get 10 minutes of racing in that game sure you can't without losing my mind that's what i said you got to get into that core league i don't know how you do that no i just need to get i racing and race with my buddies that too that nascar heat four game is a joke just get that subscription Get the cheapest setup that you can and just get in the show, man. That's all you got to do. Just get in the show. I also just want to get in the show out at Riverhead Raceway. It's coming up soon, man. One day. I saw your uh, little bio over there, future second generation driver. You have something yeah. planning? No, it's just no? a joke. Just a joke? But also, yes, I will eventually get behind the wheel of the car. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And I think it's going to end up being sooner than later. Yeah. Um, maybe we get some sponsorship. Let's get Debris and Turn 3 <laughs> Fantasy League and podcasts a little more popular. Please, guys, rate, like, and share with all your friends. Follow us on all the socials and just keep up with us. This is a fun yep. spot to talk racing and play some original fantasy games. Yep. Keep on keeping on. Don't get coronavirus.